In the old, cold London streets, there was a mystery that has not been solved. It took place in the Victorian era, where poverty was stricken in the London towns, where the cobblestones bore witness to the struggles of the people. The improper treatment of people with less became witness to the horrific crimes. The chilling spectators, the chilling murders and killings that lurked in the shadows of Jack the Ripper. The year was 1888 and the city already steeped in tales of mystery. This intriguing story found itself in a grip of terror, curiosity, and overall pure evil that would become known as the legend of the London Killer. As the fog and ties rolled in, from the areas of the mystic. There was a series of gruesome murders that unfold in the Provish district of Whitechapel. The victims were women who were ensnared and let go by the belly of the Victorian society. They didn't meet the high standards or the areas of purity that some of the other women did. They met their fates at the hand of a killer whose methods were as gruesome as the gaslight streets were dark and shadows covered with evil. The unknown assailant spirit murderous being left behind a tale of ever so evil terror slashing through the energy of the society plunging London to the state of dread the press fastened their seats as they tried to keep up with this tailless terror but in all honesty it was just a little bit too dark and sinnerist for anybody to actually know what was going on. Many people sensationalized these murders. The stoking of flames and public fear let the media know how curiosity and frightened tales ever controlled the streets. In the narrow alleys and dimly lit corners, the name Jack the Ripper became whispered through nightmares, synonymously with the darkest resets of the human soul. Many people wondered who and where did this entity come from? as the London Metropolitan Police struggled to penetrate the fog of uncertainty that gripped the society. 
a series of demonic and evil events occurred, each signed with a letter, anonymously, the alias Jack the Ripper. The misannihilment of the taunting almost felt like a dagger in the heart for the police. Not only was Jack taunting them through letters, it was quite, quite noted that he enjoyed them looking for him. He wasn't like the other suspects. He wasn't like the other crimes who would stay hidden and nobody would hear from again. He sent out little whispers of tales of evil doing. In a tale you will see the shadows and the secrets of the glass lamps flickering with evil energy, an uncertain glow that haunted the cobbled streets of London. The Whitechapel district has never fully repaired. Every corner looked with devastation. Every alley screamed the name of murderous Jack the Ripper. The stage of this journey feels a little bit unwholesome as the city gripped itself with fear. It makes you wonder what the killer's identity was. Who was he? Where was he? If he even truly existed. Let's take a look at this murderous mystery and see what you think. The identity of Jack the Ripper, a serial killer who terrorized the Whitechapel district of London in 1888, remains one of the most enduring mysteries and most haunting criminal activities. The true identity of Jack the Ripper has never been determined. The case has had generated numerous theories, investigations, and a huge heightened cultural fascination. Here is what we know of the history of this evil time. The murders begun in a series of gruesome attacks by Jack. They began in August of 1888. The first victim was Mary Ann Nichols, followed by Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Edward Eddowes, and Mary Jane Kelly. The victims were all impoverished poor women who were involved in sex work or prostitution. They were women of the night, seen to be out, causing areas of fantasy, sinistry, and even a little bit of indulgence for their johns. And their murders were marked by extreme brutality, including mutilation, beatings, and throat slittings. 
their blood was known to drain out of the living down the cobble streets of London. The murders begun in a series, one carefully planned after another. There was a huge energy of public panic that tortured the London streets. The Ripper's killings quickly gained notoriety, making others thinking that the leading to the climate of the public, the panic, the fear, the overall devastation in London's Whitechapel district. The media, the media not only sensationalized the murders, but they used it for their benefit. It was noticed how the control of the airwaves had young women staying home, how the public streets were frantic, how the press was able to play a close portrait of what was happening. But in all honesty, many did not know. The media and press coverage intensified the public's speculation and panic. It was a fearful time as many people were double checking their doors. The police investigation, some might say, was a little bit of a joke or maybe a little bit of too much fear where they weren't able to take a hold of the situation. The London Metropolitan Police Force was led by Chief Inspector Frederick Aberline, who investigated the case. However, the investigation was hindered by limited forensic techniques. The technology was not there. The area of clarity precise DNA was not in the works back in 1888 this made the investigation just a little bit more dark and eerie the lack of a clear suspect was in all honesty the most horrific point of the case Many people may have had some chitter-chatter, but in all honesty, finding Jack the Ripper was downright impossible. There were numerous suspects. Various individuals were considered as potential killers, including local butchers, doctors, and even members of the royal family. Many false leads and hoaxes would get the public in a frenzy and diverted the investigation, making this matter just a little bit more difficult for Frederick Aberline. But let's be honest, how can you find a killer in a pool of suspects? Some people felt that this had to be a crime created by the elite because how else would this killer roam free in the night 
without being seen, creating this murderous activity with no witnesses. Letters taunt the police. The tauntings grew so alarming. Was he playing with the police's mind, letting them know that he was not your average suspect or murderer? During the investigation, the police received a series of letters. It was believed that Jack sent multiple letters to the police, maybe a little laugh taunting them. However, the authentic factual debate is unclear if these were genuinely written by the killer. There was no suspect. So how could we prove it was actually Jack? Maybe a hoax or cessationalism of spectators wanting to be involved in such a gripping case. Some of the letters began like this. Of September of 88, the Dare Boss letter is one of the most well-known messages from Jack. It was postmarked and received by the Central News Agency on September 27th, 1888. In this letter, the writer refers to himself as Jack the Ripper for the first time. The letter contains violent and graphic language, claiming that the writer would clip the lady's ears off after committing his murders. And next murder would be a signature. The signature was signed and was coined Jack the Ripper giving this murderous evil entity his title. The next letter included a area of a postcard that came about in October 1888. The title was called Saucy Jackie Postcard. Postmarked October 1st. 1888 was received by the Central News Agency the same day. The writer claims responsibility for the double killing, or better known as the double event, referring to the murders of Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes that occurred on September 30th of 1888. The letters kept on coming. The speculation that the murderer was haunting and tormenting the public became just a little bit more clearer. The following letter from Hell. The letter was called on October 1888. The letter from Hell was sent from George Lush head of the Whitechapel Village Committee. In this letter, there was a small box. Inside the box contained a piece of a kidney. It was believed to be from one of the victims. The writer claimed 
to have fried and ate the missing kidney, one would assume. This letter particularly grew chills down the gruesome nature of this killer. The public, the media, everybody was frantic. The last letter that was received, open shut case letter, November 1888. The open shut case letter was sent to the city of London police. The writer believed to be Jack the Ripper. Taunts the police of their lack and inability to catch him and claims that he is down on the whores. These letters and postcards, along with several others, were received during the height of Jack the Ripper's murders. Some experts believe that some of these messages may have been hoaxes created by journalists or others seeking to exploit or bring sensationalization to this crime. The nature of the true crime is unclear. The authentic of the letters remains a topic for historical debate and the true identity of Jack remains a mystery but one of the things that is not a mystery is that the way these murders just began to stop the last victim of Jack the Ripper was Mary Jane Kelly. She was murdered on November 1888. Well, it is believed she is the last victim, but do we even really know? After her murder, the Ripper's killing seemed to stop, hold seas. The case gradually faded in the headlines. Media began to play other topics, other storylines. Maybe the victims didn't matter as much because they were women of the night. Or maybe because the police knew their suspect, but they had to leave it at that. There's tons of speculation of what has happened, why the case was left unsolved. Was it lack of support, lack of evidence, lack of knowing, or maybe it was the phantom of knowing who the killer was? Continued speculation over the years and decades continues. There are countless theories and suspects that have been proposed by researchers, authors, and even amateur detectives attempting to solve the case. Some theories suggest well-known figures like Walter Sickert, while others speculate on individuals who have never apprehended, were apprehended by the police. The Jack the Ripper case has left a mark 
on pop culture. Many believe that there has been copycats inspiring numerous books, films, and even documentaries and tours related to this murderous mystery. The Whitechapel history and unsolved case continues to be the subject of fascination and debate despite the time and decades that have continued to go further into reality. The true identity of Jack the Ripper remains unknown and the case endures many crime-fascinated individuals. It is one of the most mysteries that has captivated so many of us. I would like to say that I believe there is a slight terror that continues to roam through the dense, enveloped, engulfed, Victorian, London era. The chilling region of terror attributed has left a scar on London's city soul. The killer whose identity remains shrewd in murkiness, a mist of haunting terror, has plunged the gaslit streets into the state of fear and uncertainty to this day. As years has passed, Ripper's gruesome legacy casts a haunting shadow over the Whitechapel streets. The cobble streets once echoing with footsteps, desperate arrows of silence, now bore the weight of the tragic history, history enchanted in blood. The memories of the victims lingered. The echoes of their screams still haunt the night. Their stories woven in the fabric of every piece of clothing of London. This energy cemented in through the cobblestones of the streets. As you walk, you feel the doom, the fright. The investigation had long since grown cold and the pursuit of shadowy figures yielding to conclusions, guessing, speculating, only a thought. The letters signed by Jack the Ripper have been seized, leaving unsettling silence for anyone who has read them. The city is still haunted by the ghostly echoes of fear of the dark nights. You can't mend that type of energy, but the wounds inflicted by Ripper's blade were never really healed. In the years that followed, whispers of unsolved mysteries stayed persistent. The theories emerged, suspects were proposed, but the true identity of Jack the Ripper remained a phantom loss in time. The gas lamps continued to flicker, revealing the fragments of the past. Whitechapel 
began to move with time, though forever altered by Jack the Ripper's present terror on the city. The alleyways and secrets began to grow. The tales passed through generations speaking of the entity that transcended the boundaries of morality. Some believed that Jack the Ripper's evil, decadent era of spirit still lingers in the dimly lit corners of the internal phantom of shadows, seeking its revenge and seeking its energy on anything that allows it, and so on. The haunting conclusion to this tale is the legend of Jack the Ripper became a part of London's dark tapestry. Its energy, labeled in the Victorian era, chilling the Whitechapel streets. It has become a beat of the city's pulse that continued to echo through the hearts and souls of the individuals. But the scars of the past were etched into a very essence, a haunting reminder that some mysteries stay unsolved, like a ghost bygone to an era in the shadows, forever indulging our grasp of fear and our grasp of just wanting to survive a little bit. Although the case has never been solved, there is a center that leads us clear. It allows us to move forward and pass this gruesome tale. It is your reminder that with all that comes in energies of factful, we can only speculate what is really true. The lack of forensic the conditions of the Victorian era seem to be all on Jack's benefit. However, we must know that even though it was a time where murder was very uncommon, it still had an area where he was able to get away. Take this time to understand that you can move past the energy of fear even when it is right at your footsteps. Ask yourself, why was this mystery never solved? The lack of clarity back in the decades, possibly technology. Have an amazing day.